0: Hello, as usual, download the Acast app if you haven't done it yet. It's really worth doing, it's free and you get to listen to the podcast in a completely different way. The little messages pop up, little pictures and links and things like that. And as usual we ask you, could you recommend us to three people you know who would like the Box Set Pod? If you did that, it would make a phenomenal difference. So please do. And as usual you can email us, studio at podcom studio at podcom Also worth going and looking at our beautiful website, theboxsetpod.com. It's got the news on there, it's got little bits from the show, and you can also, um, without downloading a cast, you can watch and listen to the podcast on the player there as well. Thank you. Welcome to episode 12 of The Box Set Pod. Wow. I'm Howell. I'm Jamie. Lots to deal with today on the show. We've got a man who you may not have heard of, Russell Gomer. But he is a very funny man and a brilliant storyteller. That's why we're getting him on, not least because he plays Yanto in the superb Stella series, which yes. is happening at the moment. It Stella started back up, hasn't it? Yeah, from Ruth Jones. So we'll be chatting to him. Uh, he's one of the funniest characters in there, I think, and one of the oddest as well. And it comes from a brilliant mind. We'll be talking to him shortly. Fife Dangerfield will join us this week as well, talking about uh, where he's up to as our guinea pig, the man who sang She's Always a Woman to Me by Billy Joel, for a TV advert, and is in the Guillemots and uh, plays music as Fife Dangerfield. He'll be joining us in a bit. First, thank you, Pam, for your email. Um, This is amazing. A couple of podcasts ago, I said that I had this idea. I said, fundamentally, people find it hard to deal with the end of a box set. It ends and your life is empty and you wonder what you're going to do. And you find it hard, you were saying, to let go of those characters. Yeah, exactly. Which is why... Uh, I suggested that what you should do, uh, there's a gap in the market for a box set that ends with um, the characters turning into the real actors. You watch them walk off set. I think this is a because... ludicrous idea. Jamie thought this was a ludicrous I still, idea. I still darn well do. Well, let me read to you this. Pam emails, Hi, Howell and Jamie. Just watched the last episode of The Last Medium. Oh. Fried like a banshee. This is about someone who can it talks to dead people. Um, yeah, but, it's got Patricia Arquette. But get this, they used Howell's idea possibly before what? he had it. Well, definitely before I had it all the main characters said their goodbye as they walked off set
2: what oh come on that series That's was
0: lame. bloody marvelous says pam i feel my husband and i with our family have grown with the characters i feel at that bereft stage when you feel uh, when you when you complete a good box set i email back saying, pam Are you serious? They walk off the set and become themselves, like out of character, like actors. Like I suggested, she emailed back genuinely. They are themselves on the set, which you see complete with the films they create, films he created, house, wall, and everything. And then they walk off, including flashbacks to earlier bits in the series. It was brilliant. I'm now being made to have a go at the second season of Walking Dead after watching three and four back to back. Oh, how <laughs> weird!
2: So you missed season two. We well, you know what season three and four are better than two. I'll tell you that now. But it's also it's worth to watch all. So thank you very much, Pam. I'd like to see. I'd like to see that episode. I mean, I've never really got into medium, so I've never mm-hmm. watched it even, but completely. I feel. I still feel like it would. I'd feel a little bit like well, they don't need to show I don't know if I'd like it and it'd feel a bit phony to me
0: because if you just don't believe that you can talk to dead
2: people you're never going to buy into it is that what you're thinking well no, no but I just in general I'm able to let go of the TV characters oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I, I thought
0: you meant that series specifically yeah 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 um, yeah maybe maybe you're just a more together person I don't you know
2: I just don't need like I'm not, not Pam might be a very together lady she's got good taste in stuff but this is the thing, Pam, I do feel like... What kind of cold-hearted swine are you? well you don't I don't feel this person. of course I connection. miss it. There's, there's episodes of TV shows where I've been gutted when a character's died I've been genuinely gutted yeah. but you know you, you process it you move on mm. you, I don't need them to show me that it's an actor we I al- don't need that we were also talking last week about which box set you
0: would take into space which two or three box sets would you take with you that are so personal and so brilliant that you would take it with you Pam clearly would take that well that's five the same thing for him in a bit though I don't know why we're asking him because he's again Nice. he's not really watched it barely watched a thing um before we get the news and before fife and russell i need to have a rant oh i love it i, I love need it. i need your help i need you to email me if you have watched the complete box set of prison break
2: oh. i decided that i
0: wanted to do it i, I took we started prison break uh, a couple of weeks ago And there's a lot of episodes in every series. And we are two episodes off the end of the second series Ah. at the moment. Now, there is a fundamental question with Prison Break, which is how do you stretch out a Prison Break for five series? Oh, they did it. when you start it, you think, well, clearly they're not going to break out. Well, that may not be the case. I'm not going to (laughs) say either way. However, here's my problem. I've got two issues with Prison Break. I need to know from you whether I should carry on. My issue is this. It makes me so angry. At the start of every episode, they do a recap because there's a lot of characters involved. They do a recap of the last of, of, of things that are going to be important for this episode. Yeah. And I know this happens a lot, but it's such a spoiler. For example, they'll cut back to an episode two episodes ago when one of them happened to say this prison yeah, yeah. break this prison break we're planning we've got one too many men. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to have to lose a man. But that's oh, what, what's going <laughs> to happen in this episode? Is is someone
2: going to get stabbed? Or well, That's what a lot of shows do. West Wing does that. Yeah, but... But I know what you mean. It's not based around twists but, and turns Well, this brings me on to my second problem, is that what
0: compounds that is that the whole of Prison Break is a bit like with Lost. You know that you're never going to get a resolution. So a scene may begin where somebody let's let's make up an entirely I'm not going to use any spoilers so let's make up a scenario in our own world Okay, me and you go home go
2: home together we get in the car get in the car we together. say
0: how wonderful it is that we're in the car and we're going to go home sounds excellent you know when watching Prison Break but by the, by the end of that
2: scene we won't get home the car will have broken the down the car or oh, will we'll flipped on its side and will be upside down and about to burn to death exactly and it's literally and the, how will Walt survive I'll make it out of the car the language of the, sh- the the
0: language of the of the structure because the acting's brilliant i love the characters in it yeah i do like the story in it and yet yeah, it's it does that literally 30 times an episode yes. and what i got used to with the world of breaking bad which of course came later and things like that is that they put themselves into that corner and they um, they find a different way to get out of it, so they would make it home. But then something else will happen. It's not that constant cliffhanger. I, see,
2: I think what's interesting about this is the. This is what for me is what makes the idea of an, a box set really fascinating from this point of view, because because you're not watching it once a week, which is different. And I, I <coughs> is that I I probably say it's better. Mm. In a way to watch it in a big chunk, because then if you are annoyed, getting annoyed, you can go right and watch another one then and see what's happening mm. and, and you can keep moving forward. Yeah. One of the reasons I watched Prison Break as like an episode by episode basis, not in box set form. Mm. And I got I got to season I think we got to season three and I gave up on it. Oh. i just run out and a lot like lost, I'd run out of steam, there was too many twists, too many turns. Pa- I just didn't have I didn't have it in me to go on, but I might have stuck with it if I was watching it all in big chunks of box set binging. Oh, binging. No, 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 no. But it's actually annoying you more in oh, a way. Oh, it's, it's so much more annoying. So all, because I just feel
0: tense all day. I might watch four <laughs> episodes back to back. <laughs> and I just feel tense and never get, never, ever get a relief from it. It's like somebody saying, come upstairs, I'm going to cook you a meal. And you go upstairs and they go, but we have to go to another building. So you go mm. to another, and they go, but we need to be somewhere else. But we need to go downstairs. But we need to go. Yeah. And after a sit for a while, that's entertaining.
2: After a while, you just go, what are you doing? Yeah, in, in the end, you just end up with, you get twist lash, is what I call twist it. Twist lash. You get so sick of the twists, <laughs> you get lash.
0: So, should I carry on? Is it? Is it worth, I mean, the other problem Well, here, they only made four series. The, is it only four? Yeah, I thought there was more, but there's only four series. Oh. Oh, well, I am gonna. F- I think I am going to finish it, because that's the other problem with this, is you get so far into something that unless you're you, cold-hearted man, yeah, you can just
2: ditch it. Yeah. Um, I have to... It, it's almost like a nervous tick. I've got to scratch the itch. Well, you know what? The thing is this, right? And I believe this is a really important point with twist-based TV shows. They have to give you... They, they should definitely give you a satisfying ending mm-hmm. at the end. If mm-hmm. they don't, mm-hmm. they should all be... Probably imprisoned, yeah, <laughs> or you know, just placed in a, a hole in the ground. All right, will you please? because you deserve a good ending? You deserve to know that things are fine and satisfactory at yeah. the end of going on that journey. And it's got to that point where
0: we're watching it, and the scene will start, and we will say how it's going to end, yeah, yeah, because you know, yeah, well, yeah. oh well, that's not going to happen. I think the thing, cause the thing is, <laughs> yeah, oh, that guy's just made a phone call saying how happy he is that this is nearly all
2: over, yeah. Guess what. He's, uh, well, he's dead in the next five minutes. Exactly, you know, he's coming. And it, so, in a way, like those kind of shows are fun. To, like, there's a similar show I watch called Under the Dome, which is really rubbish, full yeah. of twists that you can predict. Yeah. But it's great to watch if you're watching it in conjunction with something that's quite heavy. Right. Like, yeah. say you're watching The Fall from BBC One.
0: Yeah.
2: Or um, even like The Soprano, something that's quite heavy going. Yeah. Thick and dense of The Wire. Under mm-hmm. the Dome's a great, like, different colour so you can just go into that world and it's just, it doesn't tax you it doesn't yeah, take much c- out of I you. I can't go a box set without mentioning Chuck a few times and the
0: comparison there is that they don't actually do that um, with with Chuck, that's an example of a light thing where everything is brought to a happy ending. Pretty much every episode, so every episode you
2: get a, you get a yeah. c- conclusion, and that can wear thin. That can wear as, as well. well. I used to find that with Scrubs. Like, I love Scrubs, yes, yes, but they'd always have he Zach Braff would have a voiceover bit at the end where he'd do a mm. montage of all the characters. And it'd be all along the same theme with everybody realising they all love in different ways. He loves his biscuits. Yeah. She, he loves his girlfriend. He loves treating mm-hmm. patients. Yeah. And it's all, yeah. it's lovely. In yeah. a way, sometimes you need that. Like, well, I, I remember when I had a breakup once. I uh-huh. girl, remember that girl? A lie. Uh, girl I went out with. Never, the only thing I could watch. Imaginary. The only thing I could watch was Scrubs. Because yeah. it was like, it's the kind of TV that, it fulfilled like my optimistic, I needed yeah. some optimism in my life. Yeah, totally. So that's a totally. good one, actually. What TV do you watch when you uh, when you're, you're sad? When you're miserable as <laughs> oh, Why do you do that? I have to beep
0: it out. Somebody else uh, emailed asking what our policy on swearing was. They've noticed that some swear words are beeped yeah, you, out. Yeah, you just forget <laughs> so to take No, it's it not. Out. No, no, no. I, I actually have a policy at right, the moment okay. because we also work on the radio on a mainstream radio station. Mm. You'll find that our swear words tend to be beeped out. Other people's won't be. Yeah. Or the only case when swear words are left in. Um, in ours is when it makes it funnier right. I'm willing to take the risk on funnier um, yeah. let's get on with the news so should I continue with Prison Break please email if you've finished Prison Break and tell me studio at,
2: at Com. should I spend my time on something else studio at, at Com. news this week yes you go to the theboxsetpod.com slash news you'll find all the latest bits there. I put as many videos and trailers and all the latest updates of stuff on there one of the uh, things I wanted to mention on there is James Franco is heading to TV land. Really? He's signed on to start in the new Hulu ad- adaptation. Hulu's an American channel.
0: Right.
2: It will come over here eventually. Uh, adaptation of the Stephen King novel Eleven slash Twenty Two slash Sixty Three. This is a novel about a man who finds a time uh, hole oh. and he goes back in time. And that date there, the eleventh of the twenty, the twenty-second of the eleventh, nineteen sixty-three. Yeah. Do you know what that day is, Howell? You should do. JFK. JFK died. Mm. Good guess. So that's the day JFK died. He goes back in time and he's missing. He wants to try to stop JFK from dying. Good. It's really interesting. And my, my dad read the book. I got. My, I think I got my dad this book. Ages ago, and my dad loved it, so I'm quite excited. And James Franco's one of those actors that sometimes I really don't like him. Yeah. Like, I recently watched um, with, uh, the Wizard of Oz one. Oh, yeah. Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm. He's so bad in that. I don't know if it's in other films. Yeah, maybe. it might be a bit of both. But anyway, he can be good as well, like Pineapple Express. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Sky Atlantic is bringing back Thronecast. So, Sky wow. Atlantic, when the Game of Thrones returns in April, they're going to have the, the programme afterwards where they, you know, the reaction piece of the episode is yeah. going to be presented by Mel. Mel Perkins. Uh, is it Mel? From Mel and oh, Sue Perkins. Sue Perkins, yeah. The one with the to, short hair. Just back off your mic a little Backing bit. Backing off the mic. Sue Perkins yeah. uh, from the Bake Off. We'll be presenting it this year. Because right. last year it tanked. It didn't do very well. It wasn't very popular. It's okay. a tough thing to do because you're doing like a, a very specific mm. fan-based show. One of the ones that I think does it really well is the Talking Dead show presented yeah. by Chris Hardwick yeah. And he does, like, the, every every Walking Dead. Walking Dead's massive, though. Like, every episode gets 60 million watches. Yeah. Afterwards, they do a companion piece where they talk to the stars, talk to celebrities about the episode that's just happened. So Throne Cast is coming to Sky Atlantic. Cool. And uh, that might be interesting. Uh, I do want to mention, as well, House of Cards is on its way. End of this month. Wow. First of all, Better Call Saul has been brilliant. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I just, I just love it. Yeah. Next up, end of this month, just as I'm probably going to be able to finish Better, Better Call Saul is going to be actually. No, one thing I want to mention about Netflix though. Yeah. Right. right. So the whole point of Netflix was yes. yeah. they shove on ten episodes at once. Yeah. Boom! You're yeah. watching in a one. You can box it. With yeah. Better Call Saul, it's getting updated every Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Which is essentially they're doing what they were not there to do I know and I kind of find that do you know would that weird you out I just, it does It it is it is
0: quite annoying but then again I wonder whether their fingers are on the pulse there because like me you're so busy watching Prison Break that you uh, allow yourself an episode off to watch something else uh. you know I wonder if what they're finding is people take
2: things on in bulk now when they're ready to yeah. and that might mean they wait longer than Well, I imagine with this it's a more of like a, an issue with like the fact that it's on AMC in America so it's yes. like a joint that, ownership I, deal that'll be why yeah but uh, also yeah. so uh, yeah How's the Cards coming back there's another great trailer on our website the slash news where you can see the tension between Frank Underwood and his good lady Claire. Oh, it's a really good, like, it's a really good going. sort of. Uh, so it's worth watching that latest trailer. It's getting my juices flowing. Nice. Uh, also, I want to mention Billy Crystal's heading to TV as well. Oh, Funny Man Billy Crystal he's going to be doing a show on FX, the same channel that uh, produced. Uh, I can't believe you just said Funny Man Billy Crystal. That's what I wrote in my little blog bit yeah, here. Yeah. I'm quite embarrassed about it now. Yeah. Good. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's the same channel FX did Louis. If you watch Louis Howell. <laughs> No, I haven't yet. You've got to watch Louis. I know. It won like four awards last week because it's hilarious. But it's not just funny, it's actually quite. Well, what what do you watch, uh, you can watch it on DVD, Howell. Oh, right. oh yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you sure?
2: <laughs> Escape that one. Uh, so, and Billy Crystal's going there. He's got a new show called The Comedians. It's going to be he's going to play a version of himself. Okay. So Billy Crystal being nice. Billy Crystal. So I imagine that'd be good. There's a trailer on there. You can see all the trailers, all the latest I'd love stuff. To. Do you know what Tom Hanks? If you've not made enough money, you do a satire
0: about Tom Hanks in Scientology. That would be Tom the biggest Hanks TV and Tom, series. Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, sorry. Cruise. <laughs> you that would be the biggest TV series oh, ever. Or maybe yeah. Tom Hanks playing Tom Cruise in that satire oh, would be even funnier. Yes. <laughs> Great. Right. That's your news, I'm done here. Please welcome to the box set pod Fife Dangerfield. Bye. Bye. Bye didn't quite hear the chimes there but it oh come uh, on
2: because I was shouting yeah yeah yeah. But it why were you doing a Harold Bishop impression I don't know Harold Bishop God
0: <laughs> I don't know about him Fife, um, first of all Fife Bishop. Fife uh, lead singer of the Gillawatts and lead singer of Fife Dangerfield um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his function yeah. on this podcast if you haven't heard it before is to be our guinea pig he came to us with very little experience of box sets and I've he's, never
3: even seen a television programme no before, we're trying I? different yeah. things out um,
0: but first First things first, five. Last week, you sent us a theme tune that you wrote for Luke Marsden, your partner in crime, who's on when you're not on, and um, he loved it. Thank you so much.
3: Uh, it's, it's my pleasure. Well, I, I, you'll like this, guys. Uh, well, especially Howl, um because I think Jamie has more of a life outside the box set. But um, the other day, I was having a bit of an admin day in the house. yeah. Uh, having a clear up and stuff. And I listen back to every episode of the Box Set podcast. Wow. So um, I'm up to date. It's very good. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. Well, thank you so, for Luke's theme
0: tune. I mean, the question is with that amount of time on your hands, have you watched any more of Mad Men or Homeland?
3: <laughs> well, the truth is. I have watched, <laughs> I've mainly been watching House of Cards again, no, uh, <laughs> because, because my girlfriend wanted to watch it, because um, uh. uh, I sort of watched it when she was away, and so it's quite interesting watching it, but what I, what I did, because I thought I should have something to talk to you about, um, I watched another two episodes of Mad Men, Okay, uh, okay. okay, and didn't... my opinion hasn't changed, uh. in fact, if anything, it's been... I'm starting to get more and more annoyed with the fact that, uh, I'm not uh, very interested, in this. <laughs> and I know this hurts you. And I know you think that I know you think that I'm, there's something wrong with me. And he, you know, even Luke was, you know, was, was not happy about this. But I don't dislike it when I'm watching it. I'm I'm happy to be in that place, but I just don't. The next evening, I'm not thinking, ah, oh, what's going to happen next? It's it's oh, yeah. it's kind of like. I can take it or leave it Well,
2: I don't think you should feel bad because I think this is part of the experiment you're not yeah,
3: going know, to Howl, Howl was you know was the, yeah array. the
2: experiment isn't going the way that I hoped Howl wants it wants it to go a certain no, way you created it?
3: Frankenstein basically
1: but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is how
0: it seems to be how it works like um, my rant about Prison Break earlier is, is the exact opposite there's there's too many hooks there's too many reasons for me to watch the next episode it just keeps going the reason I love Mad Men the reason Mad Men's coming in my spaceship if, I, if the apocalypse comes, is is because I just think it's a beautiful work of art but but then how far through so you're still in the first series how many episodes in are you?
3: I think I'm probably
0: a seven episode in. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've, you've given it the remember. rule, which is four. Yeah. And a yeah. bit more. You have. But, but you know, the, the experiment has changed. I mean, for regular people listening to this, the rule is four episodes. Fife, though, is the guinea
2: pig, and so we are challenging him to get to the what end of I worry, season one. What I worry about with E5 is that because you're almost being pressured and forced mm. into watching, you're going to end up hating it even more, like a rebellious <laughs> child, no, who's no, force-fed no. I, I, vegetables?
3: I, I don't feel any pressure, you know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I just—is it gonna? Do you really think that this far in, if I'm not, I
1: don't if think, I'm not really I don't.
3: feeling it, that, that something will change? Maybe. Well, that's, no, no, that, that's the question. I mean,
2: is, is it? Is it? Is the experiment now about how far? Can, can we you push someone can you push someone to watch something they don't want to watch <laughs> Yeah, before they like it let's see <laughs> and well,
3: this yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I think it's like that with a lot of things sometimes you can I don't know an example uh, mind you I suppose I didn't listen to loads of him, but when I was one of the teenagers for ages uh, Bob Dylan and Tom Waits actually both of them I just remember for ages I was just like what's the deal Tom Waits, I was just like oh, he just sounds stupid why is he singing like that he sounds mm. like he's trying to do." and then one day I just yeah. heard some, I think it was Rain Dog's the record or something, and the mood was right and everything. And it just clicked. And once you're in, yeah, you, you don't get out again. You, you you get it, and it could be like that. It might be the episode eleven. Suddenly, I'm like, okay, cancel the plans. Okay, here's, <laughs> I'm watching all ten series.
0: Here's my cut off point. Right, <laughs> my cut off point for this experiment <laughs> is the end of the episode one of season two. Right, okay. That's okay. that's right. the so point of making you are free you? to
2: fly away if. If you get to season one of episode season two, episode one, and you still don't want to carry on and you dislike yeah. the show overall, then the the experiment with Mad Men ends and we move on. But. Can we shake hands on season two, episode
3: one? Well, that's a bit hard down a phone line, guys, but uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, right, I'll the virtually deal. shake your hand. I mean, Jamie, do you do you feel as strongly about it as Howl does? No,
2: I feel, I, feel, I understand uh, where you're coming from, because I think the first series is probably the hardest series to enjoy, but I, I kind of see where Howell's coming from, too, because I know that... You, I feel like you will like it when you get yeah. to the season two but obviously I don't want to force anybody, to, I would never force anybody to watch something point past the point of them caring yeah. because then you, you <laughs> then I don't know what you're doing. But I mean But you're right Fife, this experiment it means so much more,
0: it's so much bigger than us this experiment <laughs> is every time that we've had a discussion about music and music taste, pop music versus less pop music and all of that stuff, this is really interesting can somebody learn to love something yes or or is it just like look okay. at this like four episodes what, look at
2: like an arranged marriage okay yeah. <laughs>
0: yes
3: exactly I think what's really interesting with this as well is that it's not that i dislike it because hmm. there are some things where you just uh you loathe it or something and but maybe it's easier to go from that into flipping it around and loving it whereas with this it's the fact that i I, I quite enjoy it. It's, I'm sure I'll have another evening sometimes. Oh, watch a bit of Mad Men, but it's not. Yeah. Got Let me give you a context,
0: right? Just, just in case this helps at all. I, when I watch it, I watch it with like I'm watching a documentary. I watch right. it and go, this is as close to an actual factual account of how this world worked. Um, how the the media, entertainment, advertising, that whole world got to grips with itself as it went from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s. And um, and it's and tracking... how do you know that?
1: I mean, it's
0: a theme that way. But... Yeah, just because I think that is that is what it's about. That is the subject. It's how, does, how did a world like that, which rules our world at the moment, marketing and things, how did hmm. that world really get to grips with the social changes that were going? on with the with the incredibly male world that turned into
2: something that had to be more equal the white yeah. world that had to become more I mean, black who, who were we talking to the other day that said, uh, I think we asked somebody if they'd watched Mad Men and they said they started but they found it too sexist Yeah, Marsha, Marsha a couple of weeks ago um, Oh right,
3: well yeah week- but that's I mean that's exactly what it's trying to display, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it's insane, but...
0: All right, well, we'll see how you get on, but the important question, you're getting on the spaceship, Fife, it's (laughs) the apocalypse, what TV box sets, two or three maybe, would you carry (laughs) close to your chest?
3: I don't know what it says about me, but the first thing that came to my head was
2: curvy enthusiasm. Curvy? Oh, that (laughs) is a a brilliant choice. No one said that yet.
3: It does say a lot about humans, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, Definitely, and about
0: our sort of social So you're stepping on the rocket, you've got Kirby Enthusiasm. Is there anything else in the bag, or is it all being left? Uh,
3: I don't know if it would count as a box set. Uh, I mean, I think... Jericho. It would bemuse a... <laughs> 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 Jericho? Hey, you want any more of
2: Jericho? I've not even text. touched it. Every time I scan past it on Netflix, I just <laughs> oh, giggle. <laughs> come on. It's amazing. <laughs> no, I, I, I will I, do I, it, though. I will do yeah, it. Yeah, eventually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah go yeah, on. Yeah. Anything
0: else going with you? Um, Would
3: the... D- with the day, you know, the day-to-day, would that count? Oh, yes. But it's not really a fictional no. series. Well, we ch- had the, you had that debate one week, didn't you? What is the box set? No, well, but the, this but is that's great.
2: Right. That is, your choices are awesome, actually.
0: Comedy right. says more about life than drama quite often. And, 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 and the we, day-to-day
2: is brilliant sort mm. of parody of yeah. human beings and life in well, the I, media. I,
3: what was really interesting about that programme was it kind of... It, it made you see how ridiculous things were that you didn't maybe realise were ridiculous before. I mean, I was like 14 or something, when that was on TV. And the day today. What are you doing? Are you
2: rubbing the phone oh, on your face? No,
3: I, I, am, I, I pace around sometimes when I'm on the phone hanging off. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why.
0: <laughs> yes, you're right, though. I mean, like it's. It's so just much energy. Um, brilliant. Chris Morris is just a genius.
3: Yeah, it, 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 it's. Yeah, the, this news it's kind of spoof news night style program but it, it i remember when i saw it and i'd never noticed things like how ridiculous the way people talk over news reports yeah. the way the way that when they're talking their voice goes up and down like this and you you just took that as an after news and then yeah. they, they did it yeah. and suddenly like oh god that's why? Why on earth do people do like this? I've never heard someone talking about that in a conversation. You know,
2: in a lot of ways, it, like it, it was as revolutionary, they so as Monty Python, yeah, totally. all the Lagoons. It was. It was yeah.
0: something that just transformed. Anything else? Is House of Cards going with you?
3: No, I mean it's amazing, but I, I, I'm trying to think of things that. Uh, you know, if you're
2: trying to sum up humanity. No, go, um, no, 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 it's all right. But, but this well, but well, no, those two you've the, chosen are enough, actually, because yeah. they are definitely yeah.
3: classic. They're both comedies, aren't they, interestingly? Yeah. I'm, I'm About
2: House was, of Cards, what is your actual girlfriend making of House of Cards?
3: She's really enjoying it too, which which is interesting because she's in. She's in TV. So, yeah. um, I, I thought she might be more. Critical.
2: How hard well, do you find not. it to? Because well, I've watched a lot of TV with people who haven't watched what I've watched. How hard do you find it to not reveal or get excited at a spoiler that's coming? Along?
3: It's difficult, but I did all right. Although I, I realised I'd given away. She pointed out I'd given away one spoiler, and I didn't even realise. <laughs> <I had. laughs>
1: yes.
3: um, right. Well, listen. So it wasn't a big one. Um, but I think you... other. Sorry, go
0: on. I'm sorry, no, we're just, uh, we've, we've got to crack on. We've got someone waiting for us. But we've got two weeks till you're next on. So try and get Mad Men boxed off. Where should Fife go after that? Studio at theboxsetpod.com. I've okay. got an idea of where maybe Fife should go, thinking along the lines of politics. Well,
3: I'm going to really try and get to episode one of series two. All Thanks right. For you. All good right.
0: luck, good luck. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Fife Dangerfield, thank you very much. Thank you. I'd like you to welcome now a man who uh, is one of my favourite comic actors he is in Stella. his name is russell gomer and i know that this is a box set podcast i know that we're going to talk about tv obviously but the reason i'm getting russell on as well is that he tells some of the best stories that i've ever heard so we'll talk a little bit about Stella, but also i'm poking around for some good stories which i hope is going to be a a good listen on the podcast so russell gomer hello ross hey how you doing very good. Uh, say hello to Jamie. Jamie, are you going to say hello to Russell? Hi, Russell.
4: Jamie. How are Hi. you? Very good, mate.
0: Russell, is uh, you play Yanto, yeah?
4: I do, yes. Yanto Bead. Yanto full name.
0: Russell, how big a following does Stella have? What are the, uh, what are the sort of viewing figures of Stella?
4: Well, uh, I don't know the very last figures for last series, but they are picking up by tens of thousands, apparently. So the last mm. five episodes of the last... Series uh, uh, went out, uh, which was series three, and uh, they picked up by the last every every one. The last five picked up ten thousand more. Ooh, that- um, I think it's it's one and three quarter million. I think at the moment, something known about that.
2: Wow, because it's on Sky One, isn't it? Yeah, and does it does it does it get picked
0: up in America?
4: Again, I don't know about that. I'm hmm. terrible on organizational fronts. Uh,
1: I'm
4: right. sorry. I, I yes, yeah, so I, I got uh, accosted by a wonderful Australian gentleman in Swansea the other day. Uh, I was down there doing a show at, uh, at Swansea Grand, and uh, he ran across the road and showed him up and said he was over from Australia for uh, three weeks visiting family, and his wife had recognised me, <laughs> and she was waving across the road. She was too scared to come over and chat. <laughs> and this, this is an Australian, you know. Wow. They it can be can build living
0: souls, I, I think. Now, but if box set fans have struggled with Luke Marsden's accent before, a Wigan accent, wait till they deal with Russell Gomer. Hardcore Welsh. And this is the fascinating thing, you know, it's nice when a Welsh uh, thing like that, that is so uh, specifically set in one regional accent,
2: can go that far around the world. It's great, isn't it? Yeah,
4: it is,
2: yeah. Well, well, is the show set in uh, Pontypridd? It's Jamie, I've told you that. Pontypridd, is it, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> OK, I've come up to
4: ten. No, no, no. <laughs> no it's, 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 yeah, double D is th, always the, a voiced V. Mm.
1: So yeah, Pontypridd. But
4: it's yeah. not set in Pontypridd, no. Uh, oh. I am actually standing in Pontypridd at the moment, speaking to you, in my kitchen, but it's set in a fictional town called Pontyberry.
0: Yeah. Uh, I see. Um, yeah. And you play Yanto, who is a comic part. Now, I have to admit, I've watched a few episodes of the first season of um, of Stella, but I just haven't stuck with it. My mum and dad absolutely love it. Uh, I know a lot of people who do. And I went to it specifically to see you last Christmas, I think. You're hilarious, aren't you, Russell? You're a very funny man.
4: <laughs> well, I like a bit of physical comedy as, as well as a verbal, you know. And... Uh, yeah, and they, they, uh, Stella, the Stella series allows a lot of that. So there's a there's a lot of um, comic business which we work out, you know, very quickly because everyone's up for it, and uh, and there's, there's all good physical comedy actors as well. There. And
0: now this is made by Ruth Jones, who who famously is one half of Gavin and Stacey. This is yeah. her new newest project, and it's gone on now. How many years? How many seasons have, have you
4: done? Well, let's uh, we've finished the the fourth.
0: Right, and uh, is there another one on the way?
4: Apparently, there's uh, there's talk of a, of a fifth series. Yes, yes, there It must be series. good for an actor
2: to to have like to know you've got some guaranteed work in the <laughs> bank, because you know it's a tough game acting, isn't uh, it, Russell? It must be nice to have that sort of security. Tell him, Russell, of a TV show.
4: Oh, I tell you, it's uh, it's it's a blessing, you know, when something like that happens when you get. Uh, several years, consecutive years of knowing you're gonna be sort of you know, in pocket, as it were. Uh it is a tough business.
0: And are you signed um, up for the next series?
4: No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's that security. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed though it'll come along, yeah? Yeah, so yeah. Um now uh you as a, I f I wanna talk comedy with you. So comedy is an important part to most Box sets that we've got. Um, in other box sets, Russell, who do you see that you think is a really good comic actor who has some really good comic timing about them?
2: I tell you who I think is good. Who, uh, you remind me a bit sometimes of Russell is uh, Ty Burrell in The Modern Family who plays Phil Dunphy.
4: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I say to me, yeah, yeah, yeah it's something like that. I, I think it's about kind of comedy is when you do it with an elegance. Physical comedy, I'm talking about, if you do it with a kind of physical elegance, but it doesn't necessarily look elegant. Uh, uh, and even if it's the most clownish, clod-hopping bit of comedy, there's an elegance attached to it. Otherwise, it just doesn't quite come off. You know what I'm saying? Um,
1: yeah, so, uh, yeah, so,
0: I mean, Charlie Chaplin just springs to mind when you're saying that. So, there's yeah. a, you know, there's a ballerina
4: about him. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, and it also can be so. Sort of Less large as well, you know, quite quite small things, uh, quite subtle things, movements of the of the head and and hand, whatever. Uh, so let's do a comedy so workshop a now
0: with Jamie. So Jamie's got a scene, right? Oh, what? Uh, he's got to walk into the room with a little yeah. green bag. That I've got here, there you go, Jamie. Yeah, OK. All he's got to do is walk in, the, say this is your script in Stella, right? All, all the yeah. stage directions are, is you've got to bring in a bag, green bag, put it on the table and say, good afternoon, make that funny.
4: Well, I uh i think play high status, so come in looking very, very sort of uh, man about town with your green handbag. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Sort of, uh, you know, it's it's the wrong thing. It's it's the wrong thing. Your mother bought it for you.
1: Walking
0: in, yeah. High yeah. status, really proud yeah. of your yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah.
4: Okay. S- slightly tired, say slightly tired. You've had a hard day, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Hard day, a hard
4: okay. day at the office. Okay. You're thinking. You're not thinking of putting the bag down on the table. You're thinking about making a cup of tea. Yeah? Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. It just so happens that as you go towards the kettle in the kitchen, you put your bag down on the table in passing.
2: All right. Okay. All right. Are you ready <laughs> for me? Yeah, let's do it. A cup of tea in my hand.
4: Good afternoon.
2: was It wasn't very funny, Russ.
4: Uh, see, what it was, you should have realised, as you put the green bag down on the table and went towards the, making yourself a cup of tea, my God, I've just got a green handbag which I've put down on the table as an afterthought.
2: <laughs> oh, how do I, how do I, how do I show so you, that?
4: You see, you see it, and it's almost as if you do it yourself with your face. You have a camera suddenly, suddenly zooms in onto your face and <laughs> in, in realisation of a horror that you've should had I had a handbag should, on your shoulder all day, yeah? Should I and go, like,
2: it? Go, should I go, good afternoon?
4: Yeah, or something like, oh, God. Uh, how to say, uh, good afternoon. <laughs> you nailed it. It's, I can't, can't the
1: follow that, Russell.
4: The, the, no, the
0: horror and the panic comes on the line, yeah?
4: Yeah, exactly, on the line, on the line, always on the word. Use the words.
0: That's good, that's good. You see, you've created an entire situation there. And Russell's done that for an entire career, basically uh, worked out ways of stealing the scene off other people who the focus should really be on. Is that right, Russ?
4: That's right, yeah. always, always upstaging, yeah.
2: <laughs> Can you remember, <laughs> yeah. what, I guess, did you have to audition for the role in Stella? Uh,
4: yes, I did,
2: yeah. And yeah. how did that go? What was your audition scene? Was there a bit of slapstick you had to perform in front of Ruth Jones?
4: Uh, no, not really. It was, this was just sitting down comfortably in a chair in the uh, the film studios. And uh, I, I, what I was given, I was given a very good scene to read. Um, and usually you got for if you got for a, a kind of small part because you're not in sort of a series as, as, as a regular. Let's say for a small part, and if you're lucky enough to get a speech within that small part, yeah. Uh, a part which is just one scene, let's say. The part usually doesn't move the plot on. Right? Mm. You've got a couple of lines of dialogue which don't really add up to much. However, now and again, you get graced with something where you've got a speech bang in the middle and the character does move the plot on in a single scene for everyone else involved in the story.
1: Oh, really? Right, That's going okay.
4: to make something of it.
1: Ah, and right.
4: I was lucky enough to have one of those, those scenes. Um, uh, Yanko, the barman. He was just the barman in the um, the ex-servicemen's club. And uh, Stella comes in with her boyfriend, looking for her her brother, who's uh, gone AWOL. they were uh, and it's a wonderful speech about soldiers. They they can go AWOL because they have dark places to go in their minds. They need to get away and be on their own, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. And to do something with it. And did
2: you, did you feel like after the audition? Did you feel like you'd nailed it? Did you feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this?
4: Yeah. Yes. I kind of, I kind of thought mm, maybe the character's got kind of a dark edge to him. Uh, he's, uh, he's a little bit weird. Uh, who knows what's going on in his head? So there's a bit of a mystery there still. Yeah. So we, we did that. And he went well. And they called me in to do uh, the one scene, one day swimming in the first series. And, and that was it. So I the whole First ten episodes, I just did one scene really, and then I had a phone call from an agent saying they like the character, so they want to make him a regular for the
1: wow. next
4: season and so on. But that's what comes out of if you just plot it correctly in, in your head and uh, use a speech, so people feel it, it, it kind of oozes character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Was so it a, was it a case of the the first series went out? You had like, the one scene that you were in for that uh, particular show and the, the, the character tested well or went down well with the audience, or was it just that, that Ruth Jones and, and liked what you did?
4: Yes, I think it was, it was the latter, yeah. yeah. Ruth, Ruth Jones liked it. I thought that's it's, it's useful as a character that can be used. What had been written, and then what I did with it, sort of together, sort of made up the possibility of a, a decent regular character, you know, that could add something to the, the community of Ponterbury.
2: I think that must be almost more rewarding than getting like a big role, making a small role into a bigger role. Must be a really like it must feel really good.
4: Yeah, uh, I felt uh, triumphant. Yeah, I've got to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what's the first? What's the worst thing you've been asked to do in a, in a in an audition?
4: Well, an audition for an advert. It was many many years ago, up in London, where I had to play a guitar. Uh, <laughs> That's not a ridiculous thing, but I just felt ridiculous playing this. There was four people sitting at the table watching me, and they'd ask me, you know, uh, one guy with an American accent, had asked me, "Are uh, uh, you okay? I'll wrestle. We'd like to see you do some air guitar." Um, okay, take it away. It was when he said T- "take it away" that I felt a bit. uh <laughs> a real guitar, you know, and him a f- good, you know, a few decent riffs. I would be taking it away, you know, but you can't really take away air guitar. I, <laughs> so I wanted to explain that to him, and I was angry that I didn't before I left. <laughs> uh, I didn't put my heart into it, and I didn't didn't get that particular uh, role. For what the, was the uh, advert? I can't even remember. Yeah.
0: What yeah. age did you um, get into acting, Ross? Uh,
4: let's see. Well, I was 82 to 85. I went to uh, college, drama college.
0: Okay, so you were uh, <laughs> in your 20s. <laughs>
4: Thirties, uh, 20s? Yeah, well, I was in my twenties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's uh twenty-three. I went to college. Yeah.
0: Let's see. And what were you doing before then?
4: Working for local government. Uh, really? Local government administrator. Yeah. Uh, really? Uh, Cardiff, Cardiff City Council. Yeah.
0: What could possibly yeah. have inspired you to want to go and be an actor <laughs> instead?
4: Uh, we, because I thought it the opposite of doing a desk job. Yeah. Uh, but and I, th- I first thought, oh well, okay, I'm so bored. and uh yeah, I'm not being stimulated. I'm at a desk. What's the opposite of that? I know. Sort of running around the countryside with uh, with, uh, with, with with army kit on and uh, throwing thunder um, flashes, which are, you know, sort of make the grenades they use for exercise, which is what I did then for for several years with the, the Territorial Army.
1: Oh, really?
4: While I stayed in government. That kept me a bit sane, yeah. So on weekends I could uh, be out in the fresh air running around in conifer forests, crawling, you know, the pine needles in the early hours of the morning (laughs) (laughs) towards towards the uh, the blue army the enemy
0: what was the most most horrific moment of being in the territorial army that made you think I'm I'm just going to go for acting
4: well uh, there was a moment once where I was uh, on on guard duty early early hours of the morning in Denmark we were and uh, we were told the Danish Rangers out, uh, and they, they might, might might attack sort of uh, the area that we were we were sort of uh, camping in.
0: Well, this and is for real, or is this an exercise? That's an exercise. Yeah. Okay, so the Danish Rangers might be yeah. coming to attack.
4: That's right. Yes. Yeah. And of course, any anyway, and on exercise, you can get taken prisoner and taken hauled off to uh, the. Uh, if you're the blue army, then you're up against the red army or whatever. It's just the designated colours, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and you get called off and you might get tortured a little, you know, by having cold <laughs> water thrown over you while you're stripped naked, tied, with, you know, handcuffed to uh, a Land Rover. Uh, <laughs> Is this what happened? Middle of February, middle of February, you know, and it's, it's <laughs> in a field somewhere and in, uh, in Brecon or uh, whatever, And, uh, yeah, and, and and you get asked how many men in your unit. You know what field force you are. You know what 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 what, what kit have your guys got available to them? Yeah, this how is an exercise.
0: Vehicles. Did you at any yeah. point shout, "This is an exercise"?
4: Uh, yeah, but that wouldn't help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you give in straight
2: away? Were you? Did you, did you wilt under torture, us? No, no, never. Did never. you hold it together?
4: <laughs> yeah, always, always. <laughs> so you're naked, <laughs> strapped <laughs> to a Land Rover.
0: <laughs> They're throwing yeah. cold water over you. They're asking you how many, what uniforms has your team got?
4: They kind of ask very specific questions, like you know, grid references, map references, yeah, <laughs> uh, where where all your sort of stuff is placed, and all your mm-hmm. your armed forces are placed. And and if you give in, they'll stop torturing you and, uh, and put you can put your clothes back on and what. We'll, and they'll feed you, but, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would have given in, Russell, to be honest with you.
4: so uh, you're not made of sterner or stuff, mate, <laughs> that's the problem. Was that you, one of the you, last... You should go in for radio or something like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're cowards. Was that <laughs> one of the last exercises you took part in?
4: No, no, but one thing is the fighting—the most fighting I've ever been on. Uh, we knew the Danish Rangers were out. Now, so three o'clock in the morning in Denmark. And I was suddenly convinced... Hang on a minute,
0: this isn't the Danish ranger's story.
4: This is the Danish ranger's story now, right? Okay, yeah. all right, so the yeah. Land
0: Rover was a whole different thing.
4: Yeah, that's right, yeah, different thing, just <laughs> in Brecon. <Yeah. laughs>
0: okay, so we're back in, we're with the Danish.
4: I suddenly thought, I'd been up 36 hours, I think, possibly more, driving uh, Land Rovers and things and all sorts of stuff, and lots of uh, aircraft going over, low-flying aircraft over the, the treetops, and that's the most frightening noise. It's just as frightening as an as explosion. It's just a, a sudden sort of as jets fly over, right? <laughs> <laughs> and whenever that happens, you've got to get your NBC kit on just in case they've dropped, you know, nerve gas.
0: NBC so, kit.
4: It's the uh, nuclear, biological, chemical sort of kit, respirator and the charcoal suit to protect you from all that. For thing. any yeah. of our
0: international listeners, the Territorial Army, these are the guys who go out at the weekend. Yeah,
2: it's the, the guys th- who uh, chump around in fields. I mean, it's not real, <laughs> is it? I mean, you weren't really scared were you, Russell?
4: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's when you're there, it's a lot of stuff going on around you. A lot of <laughs> a lot of guys, and it's you know, you're blank, blanks. you fire blank rounds, but uh, people can get killed from uh, having a blank round fire at them very close. Really? And, yeah. And the- Jamie, before
0: Christmas we were on a plane with 250 kids and you yes. screamed louder than them on the landing. Yeah, but
2: that was right. a dangerous, that's actually dangerous. Russell's in a
0: biochem suit in the middle of a forest at night. He's been up for 36 hours and there's jets yeah. going over his head.
4: Yeah. And I, I I became convinced I could see the Danish rangers calling towards me or, you know, the shadow was calling towards me. And uh, I was panicking, thinking I can't quite I'm not sure that they are people crawling towards me. They might be just logs of trees, <laughs> uh, fallen, fallen trunks. And, uh, and, but if I open up now with, with the SLR rifle, right? start firing, blank rounds, of course, it'll wake everyone in the camp up and there's like hundreds and hundreds of guys behind me sort of bedded down for the night. Right. So I looked towards where I knew uh, my partner, Sentry, was hiding behind a tree. Yeah. And um, sort of, uh you know where your 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 fellow sentries are are sort of uh, hunkered down and amongst the undergrowth, yeah. And uh I looked towards him and I I I thought, I, I shall I whisper and Vince, Vince, do you see that? Shall I do that? With that alert the Danish Rangers crawling towards me. If there are Danish Rangers crawling towards me and if there are tree trunks, <laughs> what to do? And then I realised that Vince was sleeping in because I could hear a sack Low murmuring snore. Yeah? I thought, shit, shit. There's no one on. I'm not used to ask for help. Uh, I, I started throwing stones at him. Yeah? <laughs> little stones. He'd be in the to Trying to wake him up. Right? No avail. To no avail. I thought, okay, what I'm going to have to do, I'm just going to have to open up with the SLR. Because right? I can see that there's a guy crawling towards me. Yeah, he's about 10 yards away. And as I took the safety catch off, and I pressed, started to press the, trigger with my finger, a shaft of moonlight came through the trees, and just hit this trunk. And it was obviously a trunk of a tree. And I suddenly a shock, thinking, my God, the mind plays so many tricks wow. at night. So Three o'clock in the morning in Denmark.
0: Wow. So your answer to the question, "When is have you been most scared, is when you saw a log crawling towards you.
4: That's, that's right, yes. It's wow. The responsibility of waking up the whole camp. That's the fear. A fear. A fear, a fear, a fear. Make me naked in a field tied to a land over, But Or they bounce you around the field for an hour, Any, anything other than that, you know. That's, that's <laughs> responsibility, that's, that's what you don't want. I remember asking, acting said it could be responsible. He's you're just you're the only person responsible to is, is the script yourself and the script, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, here's another more terrifying moment, uh, you know, in a way, okay. Uh, we're, we're on a ship, uh, flat bottomed, uh landing ship.
0: The kind Uh, they use on D-Day, the kind you saw on D-Day.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, it was was the Sir Percival. It was one of the the two landing ships that they used in the Falklands.
1: Oh, wow. Um, Oh, wow, yeah.
4: Yeah, and fortunately it was the Sir Galahad and the Sir Percival. And uh, remember when when the the Argentinian jet caught them when they were still offloading all the uh, equipment? Oh, wow, and that's wow. when, you know, a lot of the Scots guards and Welsh guards, and, well, unfortunately, a lot of soldiers were killed on that day. Wow. Um, uh, but this was a year, just a year before that. Um, and I've always felt, well, I always looked back and thought, when I was on, I, yeah. I was at that craft, going over to, I actually, was going over to Denmark. Um, <laughs> the same exercise I was telling you about earlier. Ah. And, uh, well, you've you, you got bunk beds, and they you not double bunked. But it's three, three, three high. You know, one, two, three. So the top one is just a few feet from the ceiling of the of the, the place if you're in. And they put the uh, the lights out and just have, bring on infrared lights, tactical, because everything's tactical. It's as if you're going to war. You know, it's just it's practice for that. Mm. So we'll come, that's what happened in the, in the night. But we would hit in Gale Force Nine, and being a flat bottom craft because it has to carry all sorts of vehicles, you know, huge, huge lorries and things. Uh, the thing is up and down, my God, I, I tell you. <laughs> and everyone was uh, seasick, everyone oh. was seasick and puking up and all together on their bunk beds. And, and I thought, I can't be having this. I don't, I, I don't want to be sick. <laughs> I
1: thought,
0: many must have. <laughs> 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 how many I, of you are in the
4: room? Oh, it was many, lots of people, lots of people all over the place. You know, three puke. high,
0: all puking off the edge of the beds. Yeah,
4: yeah, oh, exactly. yeah. yeah. I don't mind a good puke after a shed for of the booze. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Just give it a bit, and it's over with. But see, you sit and stay with you. It doesn't matter how much you, you puke. Yeah, you don't, you don't feel better. That's that's the oh, problem. God. Puking not feeling better. Right, nothing worse. I thought to myself, okay, use your mind. Russell, use your mind. Okay? What else are you here for other than to challenge yourself and overcome these odds? And that's what I did. I thought, OK, rather than hate the uh, rising up and the coming down, the up and down motion all the time, begin to like it, if you can. Imagine like a, a fairground ride. Yeah? So I, I lay back on the bunk, shut my eyes, shut up the noise as much as I could of the, the groaning and puking, <laughs> and I began to like the rising four. Eh? Eh? I had so I hadn't been sick as yet. Eh? Mm. I was just, just starting to feel it. That that sensation went away, and all I had was this beautiful and four. Eh? Every time it hit a wave, it came down the other side, the whole ship, and uh, it allowed me to sleep. <laughs> yeah? I, I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning. Hungry, right? Really, really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so How annoying! I'll, I'll go to the uh, the, the galley and, and, and get some food. So, so I went uh, across and uh, picked up my tray. Metal tray with different compartments in it you know, that they uh, mm-hmm. they ladle the stuff into. Uh, went to sit down and I realised I was the only guy from the whole uh, <laughs> parachute <of> regiment <laughs> <laughs> that that had turned up. <laughs> And it, over in the corner were a bunch of uh, Royal um, RCT guys who, who man the, um, the soldiers who man these, uh, these type of ships, because yeah? it's all to do with transport, um, Royal Corps transport guys. Uh, I think there were some Marines who were hitting a lift as well. And they were all right about it, that they work on these, these ships, yeah? And they were in the corner but uh, I was the only person from the
1: Parachute Regiment that day that turned
4: up, so they, they gave me a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Legend. Oh Russell, uh, that's impressive, uh, sir.
2: Ah, oh, we should get Russell on again in the future. Sure. Some more stories. Yeah, and one last thing <laughs> before you go, I mean, this is, uh, we, we love TV on the, on the podcast. Oh, and, yeah, we're um, supposed
0: to talk about TV, into, aren't we? But yeah.
2: Yeah, I wanted to know, do, uh, what TV shows do you, are there any that you particularly love and are passionate about and are watching at the moment? Or?
4: Uh, Game of Thrones.
2: Game of
1: Thrones, of yeah.
4: course. I hate to sound cliche. You've got my own, I'm, I'm sure everyone says that, Game yeah. of Thrones. But I'll tell you the thing I love most about it was um, it's just the, the actor uh, who plays Tyrion Lannister. Oh, which, yeah, Dink- brilliant. Dinklage. Peter, Dinklage. Peter
2: Dinklage. He's amazing.
4: Yeah, yeah. Not, and not only is he such a great actor. I know mean, lots of good actors, isn't he? But his acting is fantastic. And he has the most tender speeches uh, uh, with... The, the the character, the, the whore that, that uh, he's in he's in, he's in falling in sure, love with. Yeah, sure, yeah. But not just that. The fact is it's a fantasy, like a magical fantasy, you know. And for the first time in history, uh, uh, an actor who um is is a dwarf, right, is not playing a magical dwarf, but actually playing um a, a man who's been born with with dwarfism or whatever the term is, yeah. And it's had to put up with that. And, it, and, and it's been a curse to him because his father hated it from, from the moment and, and thought of it. Right, the, you're over right. The, over the I, can't, I
0: can't think of another story where it's not some kind of magical dwarf.
4: Exactly.
0: Um, no, it's true, that yeah. And yeah, it's, and it's very, very, very moving history, as well. So yeah, yeah, you know,
4: it's, it's magical fantasy, and there you go. I was thinking about that, this because we had well, Luke Evans
0: on at Christmas for The, the Hobbit. And, and I was thinking, how annoyed would you be if you were a. a, a what is the correct term? Smaller person. Yeah, what is it a, a small I think it's a
2: dwarf is uh, dwarf is yeah.
0: kind of all right but a small small person as well um if if you're a small person and and um finally six hollywood sized films with endless dwarfs in them get made and not one of them is an actual dwarf it's all um, regular sized people shrunk down <laughs> wouldn't that yeah.
4: annoy the hell out of you uh, certainly. It has to. It has to. There's,
2: there's not much work there going on then, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. know, Tyrion, is, he's brilliant. Like, it's, you know, some of the scenes with his father, who, who played by Charles Dance, is just, like, so sad and tragic. And the Shire oh, yeah. scenes as well. You know, he's a... Br- and you yeah. really feel like, God, this guy's an amazing actor. I mean, he's a yeah. great he's a great he's character. I love Tyrion as a character. Exactly. But he, he, and then the he
4: character's the it. most straight-up honourable character yeah. in the whole thing. And, and his flaw is that he... Uh, he drinks uh, yeah. heavily, and uh, but then you can't you can't blame him for the for the lack of uh, sort of familial life that he had, you know, with his father. Yeah, uh, um, he yeah. just drinks heavily, and yeah, uh, you know, fantastic, fantastic. Really. And to bring that and full he, he, circle, he's Russell, of a character. To bring that giant f- of a character. That's yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: very good, good quote. To bring that full circle, um, the woman who plays uh, his whore. Is Charlie Chaplin's uh,
2: granddaughter? No, no that's it's a different not. one.
0: Whoa, was it not? That's right. a
2: different woman. No, I think you find it is. No, it's the one who d- the wedding, uh, the red wedding, the one where she was married to um, one of the the sons of um, of Sean Bean. <coughs> <Huh? laughs> oh? Oh. <right. laughs> it's not that shares not Chaplin's. I
0: don't uh,
2: think. Right, Are you sure. I'm quite
0: sure. Yeah, Una Chaplin. Yeah, Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh well, oh
4: well, still, but we, we, still, there's a connection, you know. We, we've, yeah, there's connection. a connection, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's
0: true. Um, is. Russell Gomer, thank you for talking to us. Yeah, we will see you on Stella, and we'll get you back on for some more stories in the future.
3: Oh yeah, yes. I
4: mean, uh, there's some great stuff coming up in this this next series. Um I think they've. It's it's a larger kind of series in in style. they there are a lot more. Community scenes, you know. People always love the tender moments, you know, of dialogue and sort of uh, that, that that happens in, inside the house or the, the, the pub, whatever. But they also love the big scenes that happen when there's a rugby match, you nice. know, or a boxing match or some such. And uh, there are a lot of those, sort of, uh, where the whole village, They're the characters from all the old, old village are involved in something happening uh, this series. Yeah. And and they're very very good, very very funny, and as I say, a lot a lot of the physical comedy, in, in in sort of served up as as a group right. of, of comic actors. You you get you get all that that'll hit you in the face, you know. And tenderness at the same time, nicely placed. So the balance, I think, they they've got the balance beautifully right. Okay. Yeah, sort of haha, gut wrenching comedy, and. <laughs> A bit of tenderness oh, yeah, well, described.
2: Good. well described Russell that's fantastic can't wait to see it well Russell thank you well it
4: a pleasure
2: Russell Gomer
0: thank you very much Russell now listen next week a very special box set pod it is finally time for me to go to Miami and try and track down Dexter's house I'm going to do a Dexter special Whoa. next wow. week on the box set pod see you then